Welcome to the Scout Team MVPs podcast, your home for weekly sports talk, where we break down all of your favorite teams, players, and upcoming matchups. Here are your hosts, the Scout Team MVPs. That's right, we are the Scout Team MVPs, and we are back with episode number 12. I'm your host, Chris McMillan. Doing things a little bit differently today. Gonna we got Rob on the line with us right now. Shane's gonna join us a little bit later in a, in a later segment. But Rob, uh, we missed you last week, buddy. Uh, how's it going this week? Yeah, it's good. Um, last week I was just adjusting to the new third shift schedule, so uh, kind of slept through our uh, podcast time. So I'm here this week, though. Oh, I, I mean, well, we, I promise I won't. I, I mean, you probably heard, you know, we uh, thought maybe you were uh, up in the Klondike. We didn't know if you were uh, in Alaska somewhere prospecting for gold, but it turns out you were just a little Betty by action. Yeah, yeah, that. And I also took some time to hunt Sasquatch, couldn't find him, but um, huh. yeah, so had a good week. Well, we're, we're happy to have you back this week, Rob, and we have a jam-packed episode 12 on the scout team mvps podcast all kinds of stuff going on we got lots of things to break down in the nfl big time story from robert Kraft. antonio brown looks like he is for sure on his way out of pittsburgh give a little Le'Veon bell updates we got the also rob we got the nfl combine coming up the next few days this week Topic number two, we're going to talk some MLB. We got spring training going on. We got some major free agent news that just went down as well recently. Topic three, as always, honorable mentions of the week. Topic four, scouting for picks. We'll recap our picks from last week and also get some new picks on the board. And your boy, as you'll see, is uh, creeping back up there. (laughs) But uh, I don't know, Rob. It's going to be a, a fun episode get Shane on here a little bit later, but I'm looking forward to it. Oh yeah. It's a lot of great stuff. I'm looking forward to beat Shane up a little bit. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I know, uh, if you, uh, anybody keeps tabs on the weather around here, snow is in the forecast as per usual and some more snow. And you know what? We'll probably get to about June or July and maybe we'll finally get some, some better, better weather. But What's awesome to do when it's cold outside, Rob, and when it's snowing is record some podcast episodes, and we are doing that right now. Episode 12 coming at you, and we'll be back right after this for our first segment. And we're back, jumping right into segment number one on this 12th episode, Scout Team MVPs podcast. Rob and I coming at you. Shane going to join us in our next segment. But this first segment, Rob, we're talking some NFL, and we've had quite a bit of news coming out of the NFL recently. Some not-so-good news we're going to start with, and that is Robert Kraft. I'm sure... All of you listening have at least uh, heard mm-hmm. about what kind of went down with Robert Kraft. But in a nutshell, Robert Kraft visiting uh, what a massage parlor, Rob, and <laughs> doing things that you should not be doing at the massage parlor. I feel like Wisconsin is the only state that doesn't have those shady massage parlors. So, I mean, I'm looking for them. Don't worry. I'm looking <laughs> for them. But... <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Rub and Tug Robbie you know, had his handful. Well, someone had her handful, um, and he got in trouble for it. Apparently, I mean, he denies anything, uh, any you know, engaging in any illegal activity. But usually, when people say that, they are guilty. So, well, I mean, uh, considering police uh, in <laughs> Florida have said they have surveillance video of a couple different occasions with Robert Kraft. Uh, Inside this massage parlor, I think it's pretty safe to say that um, once that video becomes public, which got to think it will (laughs) become public at some point in time. But yeah, just not a good situation with Robert Kraft in general. And you got to think that something like this, in all seriousness, Rob, not a good look for Robert Kraft, um, not a good look for the NFL, going to probably be some, you know, 
punishments coming down on Robert Kraft. Uh, obviously, one year worth billions and six billions of dollars. Six billion dollars, and the guys that are rubbing tug shop, that makes no sense. Yeah, got, yeah. I mean, whatever penalty or any fine they impose on Robert Kraft, even if if it's along the same lines of like a Jim Ursay who was fined for his drug and alcohol use and things like that, which was what like five hundred grand, but still like five hundred grand to somebody like Robert Kraft is nothing. Like, is like two dollars yeah. to to and us, you know. You know, I don't know if you remember what happened in the NBA with the Clippers owner when he said some of those negative comments. You know, then he ended up getting forced to sell the team. And uh, I mean, with something this big, you might think that could be worst case scenario for Robin Tug Robbie, but you know, you never know. Yeah, I think in some of these different situations, like you mentioned, where uh, and thinking back to the Carolina Panthers owner as well, having to mm-hmm. sell the team. I just think that this is one of those situations where having it happen, you know, it's not <laughs> happening uh, on Patriot ground. You know what I mean? It's just outside the organization looks like it's uh they're qualifying. This as a misdemeanor, um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I just, I just think it's one of those things where you're probably going to see some sort of fine, some sort of punishment handed down. I'm sorry, and- Chris was misdemeanor. Her name. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap these dads must have hit me and i'm not even a dad so anyway <laughs> yeah i mean long story short rob it's just not a good look all the way around and uh we'll be interested to see what comes what comes next for robert crafts and what what what, what the nfl is going to do here but yeah i mean um it's crazy it is crazy considering that you know you're the owner of one of the biggest franchises in the last 20 years. And you know you're going to have this scrutiny, especially with how much you've been winning. People hate winners. And you've got this magnifying glass on you all the time. And you're, you know, you're worth $6.6 billion and you're going to, for a $100 rub and tug, it just makes them look so bad. And, I mean, I don't know if there's a way to come back from this, especially with how much publicity this has gotten so far that, you know, if you're Robert Kraft, you might have to step away, not necessarily sell the team, but at least step away to kind of hide out for a while, you know. Yeah, it will definitely be interesting to see what happens next (laughs) for Robert Kraft and what the league does, but... Ultimately, not good, and we're going to move on to another topic in the NFL, and that is some news coming out of Pittsburgh, and it looks like Antonio Brown is finally going to get his wish, and looks like he's mutually decided to part ways with the Steelers organization. What's the market out there for Antonio Brown? Got to think it's going to be some interesting teams that are going to be knocking on his door for his services, because... He's uh, been a stud the last several years. Yeah, and to me it's sort of like the Anthony Davis thing because obviously he's one of the top three receivers in the league and, you know, these teams know he want to leave, knows, knows he wants to go, but, I mean, how much are you willing to give up for him? You know what I mean? Obviously Pittsburgh's going to try to get as much as they can, but at some point, someone's going to have to break on, you know, what they're willing to give or give up, you know, to make this deal happen, even though he still wants to go. Yeah. Someone's going to have to budge either way. And I don't know that's always tough in sports to lose that much value. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of teams that could probably, you know, obviously really need his services <laughs> at the wide receiver position, but some of those teams that have, you know, maybe multiple first round picks. And I mean, one that obviously comes to mind and I'm not sure how plausible this is, but the green Bay Packers having two first round picks in this year's draft. Got to think that's some decent ammunition to go after Antonio Brown. Oh, but yeah. uh, I, I mean, even so Rob, if, if that was enough to get him, it sounds like Antonio Brown is looking for a, a different type deal looking for all guaranteed money a la Kirk Cousins. So not really sure how interested a team like the Packers would be given that scenario. Exactly. And I mean, not just the Packers, but teams in general, you know, because this is a lot of money they're throwing around and you don't want to take chances on that much money. So, you know, you can't just be handing out, you know, $60 million guaranteed like, 
Kirk Cousins and have him be a bum, you know. I mean, obviously Antonio Brown's a better caliber player than Kirk Cousins, but that sort of thing kind of sits in your brain when you're the one making these decisions. It's easy for us to sit here and say, oh, you know, I want this team should have him, this team should have him. But uh, in reality, it's really not that simple. Yeah, and another point, too, to why I think uh, it's not going to be somebody like the Green Bay Packers that gets Antonio Brown is just his, you know, antics in the mm-hmm. locker room, um, off the field kind of stuff, just not showing up for meetings, showing up late for meetings. It's just not really the Packer way. So I, that would just be another strike against him when it comes to signing with a team like the Packers. Yeah, and, and that that could be more because of his unhappiness with the franchise and the team in general. Maybe if he's happier, he attends more practices and meetings. But um, obviously something's not right in the Steelers organization where everyone's wanting to dip out. But yeah, I mean, just... His style of players, just his personality style, like you said, is not really, you know, doesn't really gel with what the Packers try to do typically. Right. I mean, I could see him going to, you know, one of these teams like the Cleveland Browns or something like that, along with a, another former Steeler, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, he looks like he's also, you know, they're not going to be putting the franchise tag on him and he's going to be on his way to a new team. Uh, maybe he can get some more advice uh from Twitter, it seems like he's uh, asking where he should go next. And I want to ask you that same question, Rob. Where is Le'Veon Bell headed in free agency this year? There's a couple interesting – I mean, I could see people like Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell literally going anywhere. Any team would want them, in my opinion. And, you know, it just kind of depends on what it would take to make it happen. But I like the idea of – Le'Veon Bell on the Eagles, or the Browns, or uh, even the Jets. I've I've seen a lot of rumors of the Jets just because the Jets have a lot of young talent and uh, just kind of missing a couple key pieces. Maybe he's, he's that key piece, but those three teams are probably my favorites, uh, mainly from a fantasy football owner standpoint of Le'Veon Bell, just because uh, I'm I'm you know. I don't care how much he makes. I just want him to produce the fantasy points. So, oh yeah, I think those three places are pretty good for you know a point production wise and uh, fantasy football and uh, just not stats wise really. Yeah, and Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, obviously two of the biggest names looking to be available uh, this off season for the NFL. But what I want to do next, Rob, is I kind of want to run down. Let's do the top 10 according to NFL.com free agents this offseason in the NFL and starting at number one from the Dallas Cowboys, Demarcus Lawrence, you know, pretty uh, big time season the last two years, 14 and a half sacks in 2017 did drop down to 10 and a half this past season. But coming at number one on NFL.com's list is Demarcus Lawrence, one of those pass rushers that many different teams would love to have. Number two on the list, like we talked about, Le'Veon Bell of the Steelers running back. Number three, Jadavion Clowney from the Texans, another one of those pass mm-hmm. rushers that, you know, one of those number one picks, Robs, that at first didn't really look like he was worthy of that number one pick status, but has really seemed to prove that he was worthy of that pick especially with J.J. Watt being injured a lot the past couple years. Yeah, and it was kind of injuries for him. He just didn't seem right. But once he kind of settled in and, you know, was fully healthy, he's kind of been their impact guy since J.J. Watt's been out. But, I mean, I don't really see him going anywhere because of how much Houston had to give up to get him. You know, they had to make some trades for some picks and – get rid of some people and I could see them easily franchise tagging him. Maybe not if he doesn't like it, but because I mean, you've seen what happens with Le'Veon Bell. He didn't want to be tagged and he was, and he didn't play. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe people might start taking that route. So, but yeah, I mean, if he is available, I mean, I see them franchise tagging him anyway. So that one really doesn't concern me as much. Yeah, heck of a player really come into his own the past couple years, like I said, with J.J. Watt being injured a lot the past couple of seasons. But next on the list, Rob, Nick Foles coming at number four on the top free agent list on NFL.com. 
crazy to think that Nick Foles is probably in line for some big money. Yeah, um, kind of like the Kirk Cousins maybe symptoms here is, you know, he's he's played well, but you know he's got to be in the right team. You know what I mean? He's got to be in the right offense with the right coach. It's everything's got to be perfect there. You know, I mean, he's obviously a, a good quarterback. I think he's good enough to start. I just if I'm the Eagles, I'm not too eager to let him go, and I'm kind of maybe looking at dealing Wentz. You know, um, I'm not really sure if I'm the Eagles if I'm wanting him out of there. Yeah, I mean, he's been like kind of their savior the past couple of years, right? With Wentz going down and back-to-back mm-hmm. seasons, but going to be interesting to see what kind of money he garners on this free agent market, Rob, and uh, being pretty high up on this list for top free agents overall. But next on our list is at number five, Grady Jarrett's defensive tackle from the from the Falcons, 25-year-old interior lineman, been a steady player for the Falcons the past couple seasons. Next on the list at number six, Trey Flowers, another pass rusher. Really uh, breakout season this past year and going to get some big money, whether that's coming back to the Patriots or elsewhere in free agency. Next one I kind of want to touch on, Rob, is is Earl Thomas, mm-hmm. safety for the Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, we know he's coming off of that uh, injury this past season again, but still not not even quite 30 years old yet. So what do you see as a potential future for safety Earl Thomas? Well, I mean, like you said, he's not he's twenty nine. I don't know, I think I think if you're the Seahawks, you just kinda gotta let him let him go. I mean, you'll let the rest of the Legion of Boom go. I think you kinda gotta just let him go because he is gonna gonna get that bigger money and in my opinion, I don't know if he's gonna be worth how much teams are gonna be willing to shell out on him. Yeah, he's an impact player, but I mean, he's probably gonna be asking twelve million dollars a year or something like that, probably. For four years or so. I mean, you'd think that's just too much for, you know, a 29-year-old. Yeah, I mean, I think he's still got some good years ahead of him. Obviously, still coming off that injury this past season. But, I mean, Earl Thomas has been a stud ever since he's come into the league. And I mm-hmm. definitely see him catching on with a team and getting back, hopefully, to his prominent ways. But let's run down the last three of these top ten NFL free agents this offseason, Rob. Number eight, D. Ford. Don't jump off sides. Outside linebacker mm-hmm. of the Chiefs. Number nine, defensive end, Frank Clark from the Seahawks. And rounding out the top ten is safety, Landing Collins from the New York football Giants. Landing Collins been a mainstay on that back end for the Giants. And I uh, got to think that he's probably going to wind up back in New York. But I don't know. Crazier things have happened, Rob, yeah, I mean, and it's NFL free agency, and it's a good time. Yeah, and I'm calling for the Packers to sign a safety. I mean, you got Landon Collins and uh, Earl Thomas, and I think down the list uh, is uh, Tyron Matthew. Um, Lamarcus Joyner, they got a lot of safeties. I think the Packers need to sign one of them, and my my favorite would be uh, would definitely be Landon Collins. He's just big hitter. Scary guy. No one wants to go by him. So. Well, Thomas is kind of a dainty little, you know, finesse player, which is not not how we Packer fans like our uh, like our safeties. <laughs> yeah, all kinds of different free agents out there, Rob. And this is, I mean, NFL never stops. It's a 12-month a year between, you know, mm-hmm. Super Bowl ending and you got free agency coming up. But what's actually coming up this week, Rob, I'm going to touch on it quickly, is the NFL Combine and run down the combine workout schedule for you guys. And it starts, workouts start on Friday. We got place kickers, special teams, outside linebackers, running back. And that's Friday, Saturday, March 2nd. We got quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends. Sunday schedule looks like we got some defensive linemen and linebackers and rounding it out on Monday with defensive backs. So the uh, NFL combine this weekend, Rob, one of those places for these athletes to showcase what they got. One more thing to do before the NFL draft coming up here in a couple of months. Always see lots of people kind of make or break some of their draft stock here. Yeah. And, you know, in my opinion, I'm not really high on the combine. Um, you can, I mean, obviously if you look back at some of the better players, they've obviously had great combines, but I mean, some good players, also suck at combine so i'm not really like super high on it it's fun to watch if you've never watched one 
But, uh, I mean, you're definitely looking for people like Tyler Murray and Nick Bosa and, you know, some of those bigger names to, to just kind of see how they compare to the rest of the field. Yes, sir, Rob. And uh, like I said, that coming up this weekend. But with that, Rob, you know, fun NFL segments, but we're going to transition into Major League Baseball news and segment number two coming up next. And Shane will be back with us right after this. Jumping right into segment number two on this 12th episode of the Scout Team MVPs podcast. Chris McMillan here with Rob and joining us finally after being like a million years late is Shane Burlick. Shane, welcome. Well, thank you. I appreciate that warm introduction. Now, like like my dad used to say, it's better late than never, just like Rob did with high school. Right, Rob? Uh, While I didn't graduate... With top honors, I did graduate on time, so you can go uh, take that negative lie and shove it right down your stink hole. <laughs> Is it a lie if the viewers don't know who we are? That's why I clarified, because they would probably think it's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Yeah, well, I mean. Jokes are all right. Not all jokes are winners. Some of them are a little mean. That was mean. That's okay. How does that mean? I could have I easily have spent five years in high school. <laughs> I'd still not learned a damn thing. I wish I could have, looking back at it. now, oh, man. No kidding. Take me back. Take me back. <laughs> Ugh, just want to play video games and not actually do anything. Oh, no God. kidding. Real life sucks. Well, part of real life now, gentlemen, is... Uh, talking baseball in segment number two and that's just what we're gonna do uh we are in one of the glorious times you know thinking warmer weather as we see baseball being played again on our tv screens talking a little spring training and we're gonna throw it to shane to kind of give us his thoughts on the first couple of spring training games and also talk about some of the major free agent news that has gone down recently shane so You know how I know it's kind of a boring time in the sports world that, I mean, obviously spring training starting is exciting, but we're all excited about baseball games that don't matter. And unless you're like me or people that love baseball, you're not watching. The NBA is boring after the trade deadline. Uh, Not true. But, but, Rob, are you talking? No. (laughs) Do you want me to be? I heard I heard some somebody talking in the background. Sorry. Anyways, um, yeah. So there's been some good games. Um, the Brewers played the Cubs, kind of a rivalry. The Brewers got beat pretty badly. Um, I saw Troy Tulowitzki first game with the Yankees. Took Colorado deep. Took it seriously. I think he yelled some expletives um, as he rounded the base paths. But it's just an exciting time. Everyone's got you know high expectations, except for the teams that suck. Um, then they're just showing off their prospects. Um, I think the Brewers will get a first look at Manny Machado tomorrow if he actually plays. They're the Padres. They got a lot of look at you know, him in the playoffs. I'm not sure they're ready for it. Yeah, are they going to hit him is more of the, the question. <laughs> I'd Please. save it to the regular season. Save it until you yeah. play in the regular season. Hit him yeah. every time he comes up to Please. bat. Blow him right in the knee with a 99-mile-an-hour fastball. Right in the knee. I, I, I mean, obviously, I'm biased. I'm a pretty big Brewers fan, but he did it to the bo- He did it to Boston in the World Series, too. I mean, he's just he's shown himself to be a dirty player. Granted, he's a great player, but I, I don't I, like the guy. I, I hate him. Sorry, Manny, if you're listening. I don't like him. Manny, if you're listening, please turn us off. I don't care what good could come out of it can, but if can we say this, can we can say douchebag on this podcast because that's manny, what he is yeah just go ahead and call it like it is because manny machado and everybody saw it in multiple series <laughs> in the playoffs this past year the dude is a bum and i dirty, dislike him and i dislike him even more shane because of you know it was speculated all offseason where he's going to go in free agency and 
deal just went down recently. And like you said, signing with the Padres, but that deal is worth $300 million over 10 years. I wouldn't give that guy $3. He can also opt out after the fifth year of that contract. Bomb. Um, So I don't know. I mean, San Diego, the Padres, I, you know, they signed Eric Hosmer to that big deal not too long ago. That didn't work out. Not really a hitter's park out there um, in Petco. Um, so I know you've been there personally, haven't it's great, you? It's a great uh, field to be at for a fan because that, yeah, it's it's pretty, pretty fun. Pretty fun environment, and it looks pretty sweet too, so. Yeah, I've never been there, but every time you watch a game, they talk it's not much of a hitter's park. So you're probably going to see his power numbers drop a little bit. Hopefully to zero, like he tears an ACL. I mean, you normally don't wish injury on people, but (laughs) that dude deserves it. Who knows? Maybe the Padres will build a smaller stadium so they can hit more home runs like the Well, they moved the fence in not long ago, like a couple of years back. They moved it in like 20 feet and still not Keep moving it in. That's all I got to say. <laughs> but you know what I find weird about that contract is I'm going to kind of give a little spoiler alert here. Uh, Nolan Arenado scored an eight-year, $255 million contract extension. Which is a million more a year than Manny Machado. So, my kind of question is: Is Manny Machado really as good as people think he is? Shane, I think I think this is kind of a, the new trend in baseball. There's that one big name every year. Next year, I think you're going to see all these contracts get blown out of the water when Mike Trout's a free agent. Um, I don't think he's going to stay in Anaheim, but. Anyways, in terms of Machado, $30 million a year. We've seen these big 10-year contracts. Albert Pujols got a contract similar mm-hmm. to this to go to Anaheim, and that didn't. he wasn't nearly what he was in St. Louis. I mean, that's a lot of money for a long period of time. He'll be in his right. mid to late 30s by the time that expires. And I, mean, I just find it hard to offer anybody that long of a contract for that much money. Right, and that's kind of what my – point was is you know and i mean it's it's only two two more years in our Arnados and it's you know 45 million dollars less so i mean but you look at the rockies i mean they've got young talent coming up so the padres but i think nolan Arnado is a great defensive player he's mm-hmm, a great hitter sure. and it's a colorado i mean you don't have to do much to hit home runs in colorado yeah i mean <laughs> I mean, I've, like you said, I've, though, I don't think he's a power hitter, but um, Arenado, oh, yeah, he is. I, I guess he's. I just guess more, more interesting the the money given over time. You know, just kind of how it compared to Manny Machado's. After a lot of people saying Manny Machado's one, you know, one of the better free agents this year. Um, well, it's kind of. If you give me the choice between the two, I can tell you who I'm not taking. <laughs> I know we have a little bias, though, but yeah. So no, I don't care. Bias or not, I think Arenado makes more sense. 100%. In that park in Colorado, that dude, I mean, that dude, you put him in a, you know every other park, I mean, he's not going to hit as many home runs. I mean, why not keep him there? You play half your games mm-hmm. in Coors Field, which is essentially <laughs> easy to hit home runs at. I mean, I'd say I could do it, but that's not true. But anyway, mention it's named after Chris's favorite beer. So, um, mm. yeah, but who knows for thing. how long the Miller <laughs> Park's getting changed to AmFam? Who knows if they'll up for Coors Field hey, does, too? Does AmFam sell beer? I don't know what we're gonna do now. <laughs> oh, Miller will still have a big sponsorship. <laughs> we, we, sh- there. we should change the name of the the Brewers to the Milwaukee uh, Insurance Agents. Milwaukee Insurance Agents. That's like that's it. a whole other topic. Let's not start the <laughs> city on fire again. But, but I think, uh, you know, Nolan Arenado, when it comes to him, third baseman for the Rockies, 297 average last year. He did hit 38 home runs, uh, 73 walks, 110 RBIs, 175 total hits, over 100 runs scored. I mean, he's been really, really consistent his oh, yeah. worst year was back in 2013 when he hit 267. But usually he's anywhere between 290 and he did peak at 309 in 2017. But the last four years he's hit 
38, 37, 41, and 42 when it comes to home runs. So dude's a stud. Yeah, think- and that's kind of was my point of, you know, how much you give Manny Machado, who's kind of been for his career up and down until kind of like last couple of years. So. And with Arenado, or Arenado, I think he's won a gold glove like each of the last four years or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great fielder. Obviously, defensive runs saved with the new metrics that everyone has in baseball, that's a huge deal. Machado's not a slouch at shortstop either, but I just, of the two of them, give me the guy who actually plays baseball and doesn't say some things like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's the NLCS. Uh, hustling's just not my game. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, God. I <laughs> Put it in his ear hole, please. <laughs> if you just compare the two people i obviously would never want machado for what a role model to the kids yeah and and that much money no thanks i think kids play like that (laughs) (laughs) one of of the biggest things too here guys that we have to remember and for all you listening is that baseball is guaranteed money like those contracts are guaranteed so manny machado is going to get every penny of that 300 million dollars over the next 10 years whether he blows out both knees this year and never plays again. Like mm-hmm. he's getting every cent of that 300 million. So just goes to show you what kind of investment these teams are making when they throw around that kind of money for that kind of uh, time. And I think the next guy that on our list guys that we haven't talked about yet is Bryce Harper. And he's one of those other guys that's still out there kind of looking at a couple of different teams here with the possibility of getting his services, Shane. And why don't you kind of run us through those couple of teams that are still looking to get Bryce Harper? Yeah. Um, real quick though, before you do that, you were talking about every bit guaranteed. Yeah. That just reminds me of the Mets and Bobby Vanilla. Yeah. Oh, man, it's still getting paid. 1.19 million every still, uh, July 1st. Still, uh, oh, still my like, goodness. what is it? 2035 he'll still get paid? It's ridiculous. 2033. Oh, happy Bobby Bonilla day. Yeah. yeah. What a, what a, what a, you're talking about the history of bad free agent deals. I don't think it gets worse than that. Yeah. But, anyways, in terms of Bryce Harper, pretty much the only thing we know for sure about Bryce Harper is we know nothing about where Bryce Harper is going to play. Obviously, we've heard the Phillies, their offer is reportedly near the 300 million mark. But my thing is, if Bryce Harper wanted to play in Philly, he'd be in Philly already. We've heard the Giants rumored nothing. We've heard the Dodgers are right in there, a little bit shorter deal, but worth thirty-five to forty million dollars yearly. I mean, you've heard. I mean, even the Cubs have been thrown around, but not much there. I mean, you really don't know where Bryce Harper is going to play, and you don't. You got to wonder what he's waiting for. I mean, is he waiting for a four hundred million dollar deal? Shane, you know. I mean, exactly nobody's going to give him that. For. The Yankees to yeah. come in and offer him a bunch of money. <laughs> yes. That is uh, correct. Who can af- who can afford a four hundred million dollar contract? I mean, the Washington offered him three hundred million dollars already to stay there, but he det- he declined it. Yeah, Philly's would you want to stay in Washington? Million. I mean, come on. I mean, they're who drafted him. I mean, the Washington's got some money. They've got some young talent that they've got. Uh, they got some decent pitching. They were projected to compete for a title last year. Yeah, and. My thing with the whole Yankees is you can buy whoever you want, but unless that's going to lead to titles, it's not going to matter. It's all for not. You can finish, you know, runner up in the World Series, and it's not good enough for Yankees fans or Yankees it's not, owners. It's, I mean, doesn't matter. Last year for the Brewers wasn't good enough for me, and they were one game exactly. away from the World Series. Exactly. So, I mean, that's why that doesn't make sense to me because, I mean, it's not going to change your outcome, you know. I mean, they had signed Giancarlo Stanton, who crazy good power hitter. Him and Judge combined for like two thousand home runs in one season in that short porch field. And Bryce Harper, a left-handed a, hitter, they still can't win a title. Though. Stadium, yeah. I mean, you just think about that lineup that the Yankees would have if they did sign Bryce Harper. You've got Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton. Harper, you've got um, Didi Gregarious, something along those lines, I think is how you say his name. Yeah, he yeah. hit about 25, 30 home runs last year, too. I mean, that lineup could hit the ball. Shane, I, I could mean, maybe go they're... out there and hit a couple homers. <laughs> oh, God. No, uh, no, but for real, uh, I mean... Of professional pitching, yeah, okay. The Boston's going to wipe them out every time. As we were talking 
on the break, you mentioned Boston being better top to bottom, and you know that's what's going to win you games. You can have 65 good hitters, but you know it's not going to matter if you you ground out every time. But the thing is, too, with baseball, it's a long season. And injuries happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, one or two guys go down on the Red Sox, and all of a sudden they're not quite as scary. Right. Um, there's Craig Kimbrell still unsigned. He was their closer last year. Yeah. Still out there. So you never know what's going to happen. I mean, even these teams, like a lot of teams are projected to be better this year than they were last year, I mean, yeah. especially in the National League. So anybody's it's anybody's game, really. Oh, wait, you're saying that anybody can win the game? <laughs> I mean, if, yeah, what I'm minute. saying is... Wait a minute. Not a second Podcast here. fans, this is a new revelation from Shane Burlick. Anybody who plays in the MLB can win the World Series. This is insane news. Right. Directly no, from not anybody. MLB head. God, no, not anybody. This is you're not going to you're not going to see uh the uh Shane, I'm just saying that's the, what you uh, Miami said. Marlins win a World you Series. Out of your mouth those words came. Anybody can well, win. Well, <laughs> it's possible, but I'm just saying especially you in the me National a bunch League. of crap the other day. The point I'm making in this situation is the National League is wide open. And the American League, there's a couple teams that are going to take. you're saying anyone's got a shot the National League? (laughs) No, I'm just saying there's a bunch of good teams. Uh, And unfortunately, four of them are in the NL Central. So, Shane, if I give you a list of 10 10 or 12 teams in the National League, would you say that, I don't know, any of them can be in first place? Oh, God, no. Give me the teams, man. Let's not. Let's not do it. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, obviously, anyone on any given Sunday or Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday no. can win. But, no, it's um, nice to finally throw that in Shane's face because, you know. Well, the, the point is I was making an actual point saying that the National League is wide open. And I was and... making a point uh, when it came to uh, – no, you just said you, you, if you play the game and you score more points no, no, than the other team. No, no, that was you mocking me. Um, I said that, you know, there was 12 guys in a race that I could see winning, right? And it's kind of up for grabs. Anyone can win, right? That's kind of what I said. And you literally just said the same thing in kind of the same context. You uh, better prepared to get short. You can't Beep. say the S, S no, word Shane, on the Chris air, man. Chris bleeps him out. Chris bleeps him out now, so I can say whatever I want. No, nope, 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 uh, nope. But, boys, you know what? I mean, any given Sunday. Uh, <laughs> well, with that, you know, great talking Major League Baseball, spring training in full effect, some big names being signed. Bryce Harper watch continues. With that, boys, we are going to – Transition into segment number three, and Rob and I are going to do some honorable mentions of the week. I'll play for league minimum. And we're back on episode number 12, Scout Team MVPs podcast, jumping right into our third segment, and it's Honorable mention time, Rob. Wow. You know, we got quite a quite a few uh, AAF football games to break down for you here in our first honorable mention. And that first one comes from Saturday, and that is the Salt Lake Stallions taking on the Arizona Hot Shots. And that, uh, look at this, Rob. Salt Lake Stallions coming out on top 23 to 15. Down goes the Hot Shots. Yeah, and the Hot Shots are obviously 2-0 and before that. They're playing really well, but yeah, I mean, they looked beatable in that game, and they were beat, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we had a Hot Shots, like you said, were 2-0 going into that game and going down for the first time on the year. Crazy to think that. I mean, we've already got three weeks in the books for the AAF. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, rolling right along, and Speaking of rolling right along, it's the Orlando Apollos coming out on top once again. Gotta love it. They are 3-0 on the season, 21-17 over the Memphis Express. Yeah, and, you know, Memphis, obviously not a great team so far. Uh, They were 0-2 going into that game. Apollos are probably the best team in that league, and the Hot Shots were looking like probably the second best, but, you know, a little slip up there that week and yeah i mean the apollos are just i mean steve Spurrier is a beast so i have a hard time 
believing that they're going to lose against any of these bum teams. Well, no love for the uh, the next team on our list, Rob, who is also actually 3-0. and The Birmingham Iron coming out on top once again, 28-12 to over the Atlanta Legends. And your boy, Trent Richardson, three more touchdowns, only 46 yards on the ground, but three TDs for him to lead his team to victory. Thoughts on the Iron now, Rob, going 3-0? Well, I mean, and it's kind of more of the same. Week one, he had, what, he have two touchdowns on, you know, like 2.5 yards of carry. So they're obviously not doing great things running the ball, but they are doing great things field position-wise. So, I mean, he's still making an impact. It's just not from a running standpoint, if you ask me. I mean, you can anyone can rush for like 40 yards and three touchdowns if they're on the six-yard line every time, you know? Well, should we add this to the list of things for, for you to do after you kick a 45-yard field goal? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I mean, it just they're obviously more of a run, run-oriented run offense, and their running game just doesn't impress me, just numbers-wise. I mean, those three touchdowns really, I don't know, they don't really stand out to me as much as yards per carry you know yeah i mean as you can see pretty average day if we're talking about yards for for trent richardson but i think it's just it's just good to see after you know being such a high draft pick and bouncing around the league a little bit uh finding his footing here now with the aaf even if he's not gaining massive yards on the ground just him getting in the end zone multiple times a game fun to see for him and gotta gotta feel good if you're trent richardson just be playing football again and showing out especially uh for a hometown team with the Birmingham Iron, but once again, the Iron coming out on top and moving to 3-0, 28-12 over the Atlanta Legends. And the last game we got here, Rob, is the San Diego Fleet coming out on top over the San Antonio Commanders, 31-11. to And that now brings the Fleet to 2-1 and on the season and drops the Commanders to 1-2 and overall. They are both in the Western Division of the AAF. Yeah, and I like what I see from the fleet because, again, I think they're a pretty run-heavy offense and mix in a lot of deeper throws. But, I, you know, I was able to catch more of their games than any of the other teams. And they got that running back, Jaquan Gardner, who's – I think he's got 280-some yards on the season so far. And then the next closest is uh, NFL former Zach Stacy has 188 for the Memphis Express. So – I mean, obviously they're doing some right on the ground, and if you just look at the the running game in comparison to the Birmingham Iron, I mean it's just completely different, obviously yards wise, but I mean same result, they still win games. So got that, got that right, Rob. Um, and since we're on the topic, might as well let's let's run down the full standings here in the AAF, starting in the East Division: Birmingham Iron three and O, Orlando Apollos three and O, Legends and the Express. Both uh, 0-3, so not so good there. Western Division, Arizona Hotshots on top, along with the San Diego Fleet at 2-1. Commanders and the Salt Lake City Stallions sitting at 1-2 to round out the West Division. But with that, Rob, let's move right into our second honorable mention of the week, and we're going to get into a little bit of golf. We did quite an extensive golf talk last week, but we want to get into the WGC Mexico Championship, which took place this past weekend with Dustin Johnson coming out on top at 21 under par. We got some other big names on this leaderboard, Rob. Roy McIlroy coming in second place. Sergio Garcia tied for six. Justin Thomas, nine under par and in ninth place. And also notable, tied for 10th, Tiger Woods at minus eight. But Dustin Johnson running away with the WGC Mexico Championship. Thoughts on that one, Rob? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's got a lot to play for. Uh, his wife is only Wayne Gretzky's hot daughter. So um, <laughs> it only makes sense that he wins a lot. Uh, I mean, when you get to go home to that, that's cool. Um, but yeah, these WC or WGCs always bring out the best names uh, in a lot of tournaments. You always see some of the top names up there towards the top: Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, Paul Casey, Ian Poulter. You know, you mentioned Tiger Woods, Keegan Bradley, Patrick Reed. I mean, they're all up there. You know, in the top fifteen. So I mean, they're always fun to watch. They're always really close. But uh, yeah, he just kind of. 
when Dustin Johnson gets in the zone, there's nobody that can beat him. He will bury the field uh, under par. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he played well all week and topping it off, you know, in that final round with a five under par round to get himself to that 21 under. I watched a little bit of this tournament, Rob, and I was interested to see what Tiger was going to do. And after seeing him uh, three putt from four feet away, I, I stopped watching altogether, Pete. Hey man, we've all been there. <laughs> we've so, all been there. You know, he uh putting for birdie and he ends up, you know, with a double bogey on the hole. I said, Yep, I'm done. <laughs> turn turn the channel. <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of a lot of tweets and things of people claiming that they can make that that sort of putt and I mean you should be able to if you're Tiger Woods in reality. Yeah, it's... yeah. Rough, 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 not a great week. Uh, he's been having a good year so far, but yeah, not like a superb week uh, to, to Tiger standards. Yeah, just good to see him playing golf full time again, especially after that, you know, how many different mm-hmm. surgeries he's had now on that back. And hopefully we'll see a healthy Tiger Woods coming into April when it really matters, Rob, with that Masters tournament. Uh, but, you know, WGC Mexico championship taken by Dustin Johnson, 21 under par, very good victory there. And, you know, it looks like the total purse for this, for this, uh, tournament, a little over 10 mil, you know, so there's some money to be had. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, no big, <laughs> no big deal. deal. But, uh, with that, Rob, that is our second honorable mention of the week and our last honorable mention of the week. So, Coming up next, we're going to get into our scouting for picks segment in segment number four, and we'll be right back after this. And we're back on episode 12, Scout Team MVPs podcast segment number four, gentlemen. We're talking some scouting for picks action, and we're going to recap last week's picks off the bat here. We had Rockets at Warriors, which we picked, and wouldn't you know it, finally, one of my picks paid off because I was the only one of us three and also our guest picker last week going with the Warriors, but I went Rockets. How do you feel about that, boys? That's fine. Once you read the rest of the scores, I'll feel pretty good about it. So. Oh, okay. I'll feel all right about it. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, okay. that was a, it was a good, it was a good game. Did you guys watch it at all? It was really I good. did catch a little, little part of it. Yeah. And uh, I, I was very thrilled. I didn't think the Rockets had it in them, but you know, when, when we pick these games, then, you know, it just adds a whole nother level of excitement for me. So should have known good. better than to, to pick with freaking. Draymond Dumb. Green's yeah. goofy face. <laughs> God, well, I hate that guy. Yeah, uh, like Rockets coming out on top of that one, boys. One eighteen to one twelve over like the Warriors. For Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Next game on the docket, we had Celtics at Bucks taking place last week. Bucks squeaking out a victory 98 to 97. We all went with Bucks and we were all correct in that matchup. Take that, Barry Bird. Not a big surprise there. Love the Bucks, um, Bucks and Six. It was closer than I thought it was going to be, in all honesty. It, do- it doesn't exactly scare me for the rest of you know what could happen if they meet in the playoffs or that sort of thing. But um, it definitely, yeah, a little uneasy watching that one. Yeah, it really makes me look bad for saying that they should get rid of the Bucks and bring a hockey team in. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're very I'd special st- when it comes I'm to I'm not going to lie. I, if there were a hockey team in Milwaukee, I'd be more likely to watch their games than a Bucks oh, game. In dude, the Bucks are so awesome. exciting to watch now, man, dude. They it's, are. They really are. I, I believe watched... it, but I actually like hockey more than basketball. <sighs> well, See, I like hockey too, but I don't like it more than basketball. That's a bit of a stretch, guy. I don't know. This game in particular, it was the first game back after the All-Star break, and you could definitely see because both teams shot terribly in this game. But the Bucks coming out on top by one point, 98-97 to over the Boston Celtics. All of us getting that game correctly. Even Kevin getting that game correctly. Uh, yeah, Tennessee. Right. Ten- 
Tennessee at LSU is our next game. College basketball action taking place last week, Saturday. And running through these picks, Rob and Kevin taking LSU. Shane and I took Tennessee, but LSU ultimately come out on top, 82-80 to in overtime. I watched the last few minutes of that game, and I was pretty depressed seeing the final score. Really? That's all it takes to depress you? Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty easy. You're in trouble for the rest of your life. Well, you've probably been depressed all year then with your freaking picking record. Well, yeah, exactly. This is the last straw. I've had it. (laughs) Okay. I believe there's a a hotline number we can give you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. That's awesome. LSU coming out on top, boys. 82 to 80. Shane and I going Tennessee, getting that one wrong. Kevin and Rob getting that one correct. But that brings our overall scouting for pick standings to this gentleman. Rob still on top, 22-12 and 12 record on the year. I am in second place now, getting back to 500 at 17-17. and 17. Shane dropping down to 15-19 and 19 on the year. Guest picker Kevin Watts was 2-1 and one on the week, so he did challenge me last week, boys, and we tied, so Kevin being Kevin, he gets nothing. Nothing for that. Yeah, you can't tie and still get something. We're in America. This is not Europe. You can't get ties and get things. You know, you gotta work. Yeah, no. What do we have on the next guest picker on? We are working avidly to get our next guest picker on. We've got a couple of feelers out there to some of our fans that listen in. a couple people in. who want to come join us. Yeah, I know a guy well, who wants to do it. His name is uh, Donald Trump. He wants to pick a, a game or two oh, with us. Wow. He said if we pay I didn't know you. I didn't know him. we had that kind of reach. Yeah, we do. He said all we have yeah. to do is uh, donate a little bit of money to that Kickstarter for that wall, and he's in. Already done, boys. I've donated for all of us. <laughs> oh, please take my name off. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I Christopher McMillan graduated in 09 right on the thing. Class of 09, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Rob, on top of the overall scouting for pick standings, we're coming after you, Rob. It's not not. over yet. Shane's going the opposite way, and you're still at even. I missed missed nine picks for not being here. So On the ones you have, you still have a losing record on the ones you have. So I'm just saying. What? You suck. That's kind I, of what I'd be 15 and 10 without the nine I <laughs> yeah, missed. It's definitely not as good as you need to be to beat Chris. So I don't know. Well, you saying. should have spent that fifth year in high school. Just <laughs> I mean, I, I think we all could have spent a little more time in high school. Well, boys, I don't know what you think about this, but we have the PGA Tour Honda Classic Ooh. this week. And what we're going to do for this special scouting for picks addition here is we're going to pick a golfer in the Honda Classic who we believe is going to finish in the top five of this week's tournament. And Rob, we're going to start with you. Tell us who your boy is in the Honda Classic Uh to finish in the top five. So my boy has been since Tiger kind of left the game for a while. Tiger is not my guy anymore. It's Ricky Fowler. You know, I think we all know that. I dress like him every time I freaking play golf. So, uh, um, you know, he's coming off a Phoenix Open win, and uh, you know, he won this event last year. Let me go. go. (laughs) So we're uh, we're going with Ricky Fowler. He's probably gonna win it. So. I need a minute. Never mind. <clears throat> why, why is that so funny? Explain to me. Explain to the viewers. Rob. Uh, just don't, don't worry about it. It's just an inside joke about how we think Ricky Fowler is uh, the most pretty dressed guy on the he golf is, course. Uh, he is, but that's why everyone likes him. So anyway. All right. Shane, who you got? Well, um, I was going to pick Tiger Woods until I realized he wasn't playing there. Okay. Um, and then I was going to go with uh, just some looking at the pictures of some of the uh, golfers I've never seen before. I was going to go with a uh, unknown, but I'm going to take, and this is going to be kind of a flyer. I'm going to take uh, Brooks Kapka, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm going to take Brooksy. 
Oh, wow. I was looking at Brooks pretty pretty heavily for this pick as well, Shane. But uh, since you went with him, I'll go, I'll go in a different direction. You know, we could all probably be correct in our picks this week because I'm going to go Justin Thomas. Give me JT finishing in the top five Honda Classic. We got some big names in this tournament, boys, yeah, but I think you... all three of our guys are quite capable. Yeah, if you put a list of six to ten people together, I could see all of them winning it, really. Uh, it's anybody's game out there. I think... Anybody could win. <laughs> I think that Adam Scott's <laughs> going to end up winning it, but yeah, Ricky Fowler's my pick. Then why didn't you pick Adam Scott? Because I don't think he's going to win. I have a feeling he's going to win. There's a difference. Would you say you have a, a special connection with Ricky Fowler? Nope. Like, Are you sure? He's He's been on the inside. Beautiful. You know what, boys? Since it is a special edition of Pick the top five golfer in this week's tournament. We're just going to leave it at that one and done for this week in our scouting for picks. Chris, How you're not going to make up that? ground of that way. Just saying. I just need, you know what, Rob, if I get this correctly, that's only one pick. <laughs> so above 500. How about, if, uh, how about if the guy you pick wins? It's worth three points. Oh, we could, we could do that. Oh, I like that. Oh, I didn't know that word. No picks are locked. Changing. All picks are locked. Picks are locked. Changing the whole format mid mid cast here. Picks are locked. Winner gets three points. Three points. All right. Well, I'll take my three points tomorrow. (laughs) It has been decided. Uh, Sounds good. (laughs) Give me JT for the win this week and those big three points. But, gentlemen, That's going to wrap up our scouting for picks section for this week. Section? Segment? Section? Segment? Either one works. But with that, we're going to come on back right after this break and wrap it up for the week. And we're back on episode number 12 of the Scout Team MVP's podcast, wrapping it up for the week. Been a pleasure having you both this week, Rob and Shane. I appreciate you, Shane, actually uh, joining us this week. I mean, yeah, you know, you got to be sometimes you got to sit at work for an extra hour and then drive home and contemplate what you're doing with your life. And uh, (laughs) yeah, it's snowy and not great out. But since I made it home without a problem, one could say that it's snow problem. (laughs) oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah dad jokes hashtag yeah i mean been a good episode though shane we've talked quite a bit of stuff i mean the biggest thing that i'm really just looking forward to is you know what seeing baseball on the tv seeing all this baseball being played in warm weather places like arizona just makes me so ready for spring baseball yeah, sucks well. i'll see you guys next week well, Rob quit again. Take, well, who had, who had Rob you, in the? If you who had, had Rob in this segment? <laughs> if you had him in, never quit. The, never quit. Um, just saying, you guys are taking a long time to wrap this thing up. It's been a minute. Yeah. Well, a minute's Anywho. a long time for me. I'm sure you guys are aware. Well, why don't you just quit again then? No, I don't need to. If you guys just, just go ahead to... and quit, quitter. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes all you need is a minute to win it. Minute to win it. Rob, what do you got to say about that? <laughs> I don't know what you're looking for. I think you do. Uh, you know we're not. Anyways, we talked some NFL. We talked some Major League Baseball. We talked some AAF and some golf in our honorable mentions this week. We picked... Some of uh, we we had Shane picking Brooks Kepka in the scouting for picks segment. Rob going with Ricky Fowler. I'm going with Justin Thomas. Finishing the top five. If our if our player wins, getting a big three points for this week. I'm uh, let's go JT. Let, let's get it done. Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake winning the Honda Classic. Yes. You know what I can't wait for? What's that? When it's gonna be May. <laughs> That's a Timberlake <laughs> joke. <laughs> God. Huh. Hey, not all, jokes, not all jokes are winners, you know? Sometimes Off you just the rails. Gotta... Yeah. Um, it's better than some, you know, it's, it's it's a clean joke. I mean, this is a clean show. I mean, 
not yeah. make a joke about <clears throat> Rob. No. Nothing. Nothing. No. Aaron Hicks right. and the Yankees agree to a seven year extension mm, for seventy million. Breaking news. Yep. That was Hashtag from, breaking from, news. But yes, with that yesterday. boys. Wrapping it up for this 12th episode. Make sure you guys are subscribing and tuning in every Wednesday when we drop our new episodes. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Scout Team MVPs podcast profile, anchor.fm slash Scout Team MVPs, and everywhere that you guys enjoy listening to podcasts. Find us on our website, scoutteammvps.com. Hit that support this podcast button to help us sustain this podcast and to make future episodes. We sincerely appreciate that. And last but not least, make sure to tune in next week, Wednesday, for episode number 13. Shane, Rob, it's been fun, and we'll see you next week, boys. Yeah, I just learned that Twitter's an app and not a website. Huh. Well, cool. Yeah, moving on. All right. Bye, <laughs> Shane. <laughs> Bye, Rob. Deuces. Have a good week, boys. Thank you for listening to the Scout Team MVPs. Be sure to subscribe and tune in next week as the MVPs discuss all the nonstop action in the world of sports.